Oh, good morning. I oh, won't be too long um, as we have a short devotion before we partake of the Lord's table. Uh, and there are a lot of themes and subjects and lessons that come from the Lord's Supper when we celebrate that. There's lessons that address sacrifice, forgiveness, self-examination, the Lord's return, evangelism, outreach, thankfulness, community, the blood of Christ, the sinless life of Christ and unity. Uh, to name quite a few. But one of the key things that we do hear about when we celebrate the Lord's table is in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 25, when we partake of these elements, uh, is about remembrance of what Jesus has done for us as believers. And I think we can agree that part of the being a fallen state and broken humans that we are is that we do forget things. Um, every one of us dependent on age it doesn't really matter we all go through stages when we we forget things so we need to be reminded of things we forget people's names sometimes birthdays uh, dare I say maybe wedding anniversaries uh, we might forget where we parked or doctor's appointments uh, or conversations we've just had with someone and you might even forget this morning's sermon hopefully not but it can happen um, so we all struggle with remembering things. That's why we need rem remembrance of things. That's why, uh, like in a, in a worldly thing, we look at Anzac Day and Remembrance Day and these things to try and look back um, and give thankfulness and be remembering for the sacrifice that was made on the soldiers for our behalf as well. Um, but this is also key in the Bible. Um, we have verses and scripture and we have uh, activities in the Bible that help us to remember about the Lord. Um, Sometimes we do forget, though, our memories uh, fail, um, and sometimes that can affect our walk with God as well. We forget the blessings, the benefits. Uh, we forget about God's wisdom and his character, uh, his instruction and guidance. And we forget about the goodness of God in our life, the mercy that he shows, the protection that maybe he's provided for us, or maybe the peace that he's given us in the midst of a trial. And as a result, sometimes that can foster uh, an, an ingratitude, an attitude like the, the children of Israel, and we pretend we can sometimes uh, complain and murmur. Uh, the Lord looked after them amazingly uh, during that, the time of Pharaoh. But then when the Lord brought them out of that, though, there was murmuring and complaining. They weren't thankful. There was complaining about the bitter waters, about being hungry, uh, about being taken out of the land to be killed about the leadership of Moses, about how difficult it was to conquer the giants in the land. They forgot the goodness of God. And we too can become a bunch of complainers if, if we're like that, if we're not reading the word of God, uh, if we're not looking back on it and remembering um, what God has done. And for those Christians, looking back at the, the former life and what he's, he's freed us from, that bondage of sin, the guilt of sin, uh, and the assurance that we have of our eternal destination. So we need to look back and think, be thankful of that. And that's why there's many verses in Scripture that encourages us to remember in the Word. I'll give you a few here. Psalm 105 verse 5 tells us, Remember his marvellous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Here the psalmist is encouraging us to remember God's power and God's Word. Also in Psalm 103 verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord on my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, 
who redeemeth life from destruction, who crowneth thee with lovingness and tender mercies, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like, like the eagles. Uh, and then one last one in First Chronicles 16 and verse 12. Remember his marvellous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. So we need to rem remember these things. There's plenty of verses in Scripture that we need to be looking on and meditating on to encourage us. And there's also objects and activities that are in Scripture too that helps us to remember uh, what God has done for us. There's many, but I'll mention a few here as well. Uh, we see about rainbows. Uh, it's not by chance that there's rainbows that we see. This is a reminder to us, a promise, that he would never flood the earth again. We, we hear about, as we it's very much in today, about the Passover feast, um, about how uh, the firstborn was saved um, by putting blood over the lentils and the death angel passed over them. And then there's also quite a few references here about um, stones in the Bible and people in the, in the Old Testament didn't put these stones just for some random reason. There's a few instances here which I'll mention. Uh, one in Bethel uh, in Genesis 28 verses 10 through to 22. It's when Jacob set a pillar in Bethel to commemorate a powerful um, dream and vision of God that he experienced while sleeping there. And it was so striking to Jacob that he felt it must be commemorated. So he erected, erected a stone upon um, where he slept. Um, and Jacob did not want people to forget what God had done for him. Uh, Bethel meaning house of God. And it became an important part of worship there. Um, there was another one here in Gilgal, which we know about the 12 stones here in Joshua. Uh, 4, 1 through to 8. Um, God here commands the Israelites to cross the Jordan River, which we know he stopped miraculously and allowed that to happen. Joshua leads the 12 tribes to remove boulders from the riverbed, which they erected in the promised land in a place called Gilgal. These 12 stones of the Jordan were a memorial to God's love and his miraculous assistance. But he also, those were put there um, in verse 21 and 22 of Joshua 4 here, um, as the way that the future children will ask about these. They'll go, what do these stones actually mean? What are they put here? And they can tell them and say, well, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Um, so these are important things here to put down. And so people ask questions and remember about how God intervened and looked after them. And the last one here I'll, I'll mention is Ebenezer in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 7, verses 7 through to 12. And here it depicts the Israelites under um, imminent attack from the Philistines. God leads them to victory. So Samuel erects a large stone and names it Ebenezer, meaning stone of help. Samuel recognised the source of the victory and he publicly declared it. So by commemorating God's goodness in a permanent way, uh, it would ensure that the Israelites would never forget God's grace. So these are important objects that have been placed. There's scripture, there's objects here, all trying to point towards looking back and remembering what God has done so that our forgetful minds can remember these wonderful things as well. So one of the most important things, though, that we look at is here, when we look at the Lord's table, it's probably the most significant thing almost when we say, when we partake of these elements, to remember about the broken body and the blood of Christ. So just quickly here, a few points about remembrance. Um, remembering is also about to relieve um, it's more than simply just bringing something back to mind or recall it. But to truly remember is to go back in one's mind and recapture that and the reality of that and the significance of that. It's almost trying to experience that as much as you can. 
Um, so when we say, do this in remembrance of me, this is what he's talking about. To remember Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and to relive with him his life. And to try and always picture that agony and that suffering and that death as humanly possible. Um, and that can sometimes move us to be uh, mentally and emotionally and spiritually stirred by these thoughts and these images almost. And number two uh, is to obey. Um, when we're remembering something that we will, will cause us to, to do something. So the remembrance Jesus is talking about is a call to action. Um, when you relieve the crucifixion, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, it should hopefully want to stir up an emotion to want to follow him, to be obedient to him as well. Uh, when you relieve that moment, when you realise that you were a sinner and you needed Jesus to save you and forgive you and to be the Lord of your life, it should hopefully want to stir up an obedience. And lastly, uh, to remember is also to love. Um, while the remembrance is historical, it's also personal. Jesus doesn't want us to remember a date or a place. Jesus did not say, do this in remembrance of my death. He said, do this in remembrance of me. It's very personal. And this is the remembering the essence of who he is. It's not, it's not just saying, don't think about his death, death, but rather we think about who he is in the light of his death and the burial and resurrection. We need to think about how much Jesus loved us to do what he did to die for us uh, in order to, get, to gain what we have. He took his sins upon himself and gave us righteousness through his blood. He took God's wrath so that we could have God's blessing. He loved us. And because he first loved us, we love him. And remembering who he is and what he has done for us should move us to love him even more. So we need to do this.